God, they could not keep him in the grave. And praise God, we serve a risen Savior, and he's in the world today. We're reading scripture this morning from the book of Acts, chapter 17. If you're able to stand for the reading, you're welcome to do that. It's beginning to read at verse 16 of Acts 17. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons, and in the market daily with them that met with him. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him, and some said, What will this babbler say? Other some, he seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him unto Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears, we would know wherefore what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else, but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. Whom therefore ye ignorantly, ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on the face of the earth, and at the term of the times before appointed, and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him, and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For as much then, as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others said, We will hear thee again of this matter. So Paul departed from among them. Howbeit certain men clave unto him, and believed, among the which was Dionysius the Areopagite, and a woman named Damaris 
and others with them. Dear Lord, we thank you for this word this morning. We know if it's going to minister our, to our hearts, it's going to be through the power of the Holy Spirit, not through this human that stands behind this lectern. I pray, dear Lord, that your Holy Spirit will continue to fellowship with us. Thank you, dear Lord, for the songs that we've sung. Thank you, dear Lord, for those that have been remembered for their faithfulness. And Lord, we know there are those that we are looking to for inspiration and help as we travel along life's road. And we pray, dear Lord, that you will bless this word to our hearts, strengthen us by the Holy Scriptures, and thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated for the message. <clears throat> Might be a strange uh, passage to use for an Easter Sunday sermon, but uh, I was over in the Gospels and was going to use the scripture there, and then as I thought about it, uh, the Lord seemed to impress that uh, he would like for me to to emphasize some things in this scripture. Uh, as we come to uh, this place, this uh, Athens, Athens, Greece, uh, of course you can still take uh, tours to Athens, Greece, and uh, there's still some of these things that are standing there uh, that talk about the past because this was the cultural center of the world. Uh, you've heard of uh, Aristotle, haven't you? Uh, this, was, this was his place. Uh, Plato, have you heard of Plato? Not Pluto, uh, that's Walt Disney. But Plato, uh, he, was, he was one. Uh, and uh, there's some others that uh, would be uh, uh, considered as part of this, the heritage of this place. Uh, so uh, when, when Paul comes here and begins to speak to the people, uh, he really hadn't had this as a, as a place where he was intending to spend much time, but uh, he was waiting on his, uh, uh, those that ministered with him to join him here. Uh, Timothy uh, was one of them he was waiting on. Uh, they, had had, they had had an uprising. Uh, Timothy and Silas uh, were left behind. And uh, Paul went on to Athens, it says in verse 15. At Athens, uh, he sent word back for Timothy and Silas to come as quick as they could. Uh, you know, we're talking about foot travel. Uh, so it took a while for them to get there. So while Paul was there waiting on them to go to the next destination, uh, whatever that was that Paul had on his heart, uh, he saw the city of Athens. Uh, he must not have considered the city of Athens to be very fertile uh, territory for uh, planting a church. Uh, because uh, they were like a lot of our Western world today, folks. Uh, they were materialistic. Uh, they didn't have very much deep spiritual 
belief as far as uh, a God that cared for them. So you, you see how Paul talks to them. He could talk to them about this without being a Christian uh, when he talked about the power of God because Paul was a devout Jew before he became a follower of Jesus Christ, wasn't he? Uh, so he believed that God made the world, uh, which these people didn't believe that for a good many of them. Uh, they believed that uh, matter always existed. Uh, they believed that uh, God was everything. Some of them in this description in, this, in Athens believed, that, uh, believed in animism, which is God is everything. Uh, God is a seat, God is a tree. Uh, God, you know, to, in India, uh, God is the animal. So they don't, eat, uh, they don't eat beef because holy cow. Uh, yeah, so you might be eating grandma. Uh, so, so you don't eat that stuff. Uh, so that was, that was animism. And so, I mean, there was a mixture of beliefs here. And uh, I didn't write those things down because that wasn't the direction of the message this morning. Uh, but we have people in our Western culture that believe a little bit of everything. Uh, if, uh, if you talk to different people about what their beliefs are, they can be, they can be a wide range of beliefs. Uh, I, when I was at Honda working, there was uh, a woman there. Uh, she said she would go home and light candles for the dead. Uh, that uh, this, was, this was her way of, of, uh, of, of worship. Uh, I don't know if she used the word worship. I don't want to put words in her mouth, but uh, that's what she did. That was an important thing to her, to light, to light these candles. Uh, and so when Paul goes here, waiting on Timothy and Silas to come and join him, uh, his spirit is stirred in him. Uh, I don't agree with the with the message, says he got angry. <coughs> I, I don't believe Paul got angry. I believe that, I believe that he got uh, uh, concerned because of what he saw. These people were rank heathens. Uh, and yet, he said, you're altogether too superstitious. Now, if you read that in another version, say, it would say too religious too religious. They had a lot of religion, but, but they didn't have salvation. Uh, they had a lot of religion, a lot of beliefs here and there, and they had even gone so far with it that they had a, an idol made to the unknown God. And the reason for that was they were afraid if they missed one, then he would get angry at them and they would suffer consequences because they hadn't recognized this one. And so they had to the unknown God for the one that they just overlooked and they didn't mean to overlook that one. Uh, so uh, Paul used that as a masterful way to talk to them uh, about something they didn't know that he wanted to tell them about. Now, they didn't, they didn't recognize him as an authority, at least not at first. 
whatever came after his speech on Mars Hill, uh, it may have changed some of their minds, but many not. Uh, but while Paul's waiting for, for his, his uh, ministry team at Athens, and his spirit is stirred in him, I believe God was, God was stirring his spirit and working in him. And what a tragedy it was that these people that were very educated, uh, that were very sophisticated, and yet they didn't have the basic truth of what life was all about. Uh, they were wholly given to idolatry. And so uh, he began to dispute in the synagogue with the Jews. <clears throat> now, why would he go to the synagogue and dispute with the Jews? It didn't matter whether Paul uh, was talking to heathens or he was talking to his own people, the Jews. Paul was always about talking about Jesus. So I believe when he talked to the Jews, he was presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ to them just as he would in any other city. This was a chance for him to talk to them and evangelize them and tell them that Jesus died for their sins and that he rose again from the dead. Uh, so uh, it says that he talked to them and then he didn't just stay with the Jewish people, he went into the market daily. And there were those that met with him in the market. So he would be evangelizing in the market too. So Jews in the synagogue uh, and, and then outside the synagogue with people that were, uh, we would say heathen or, or non-religious, uh, Paul met with them, as many as wanted to gather around and hear what he had to say. Till finally he, he attracted enough attention, didn't he? It wasn't just for this, but... Uh, when he began to, to talk about Jesus and uh, about Jesus' death on the cross, uh, it says uh, that they said, what will this babbler say? Uh, it means seed, seed picker. And uh, uh, some would say uh, it means uh, this, uh, this hillbilly. Uh, actually, seed picker meant that he was... He would pick philosophy from this, pick philosophy from that, pick philosophy from another, and mix it together. So that's, that's where they got the, the word seed picker, that he was picking up philosophies from this one and that one and mixing them, them together, which was not what Paul was doing. So the Bible says here that they called him that, and uh, other some... He seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. Think about it. Here Paul is. He's in the cultural capital of the world. He's in Athens, Greece. And in Athens, Greece, where these high uppity-ups, these people that all they do all day long is talk about philosophy and, and, and about uh, things that have to do with reasoning. And here's Paul 
Now think about Paul. There's one day when Paul does not believe in Jesus Christ. He believes that the gospel that is preached is heresy. Uh, he believes that people that are spreading this and pulling people away from the Jewish faith uh, should be persecuted or put to death. And he witnesses Stephen's uh, when Stephen is stoned to death. They laid their coats at Paul's feet when Stephen is put to death by stoning. Not an easy way to die, to die folks, uh, being stoned to death. Say, preacher, how do you know anything about that? Well, we used to have stone battles when I lived on Clybourne Road. Uh, there was a trailer park across the street from where we lived, and uh, of course uh, all the uh, hoodlums lived in the trailer park, at least as far as we were concerned. <laughs> you know, uh, we were the good guys. Uh, well, I remember, uh, uh, I think Rocky McCorkle lived over there. Uh, later he, we went to church together. I think uh, Jerry Shocker lived over there, and uh, we would get into battles throwing stones. I have, I don't know if I still have a scar on my head or not where I got hit, hit by a stone, but uh, we learned how to throw them pretty well because you got the flat ones that you could put a spin on and they traveled further and, uh, and they hurt pretty bad when they hit. So I wasn't stoned to death, but I know what it is to get hit in the head with, with stones. Uh, so, uh, the Bible says that Stephen died that way and that Saul, or Paul, as he's known in the New Testament, was one that was consenting. He was in favor of Stephen being put to death. But uh, you know, Stephen, Stephen had an experience when he was dying. Before, before the final stroke of his death, Remember, he looked up and he said, I see Jesus. I see Jesus. And he prayed before he died, Lord, don't hold them accountable for this sin that they're committing. Just like Jesus prayed on the cross, they don't know what they're doing. And so Paul had that in his mind, that this man that was being put to death forgave everybody that was killing him and prayed for them. So, uh, he, while he is here now, and he's talking to these people that are educated, he, of course, believed in the Jewish religion, but he didn't believe in Jesus. He didn't, Paul, uh, as Saul, he didn't believe in Jesus. He thought that was heresy. But now he's here with all these intellectuals. Paul was an intellectual, folks. Uh, you read the, the books of the Bible that Paul wrote, his reasoning, uh, sometimes uh, it's pretty hard to hang on to how deep he goes and the truth that he reveals. But God used his intellect to convey great truths of the scripture to be preserved for us. And so here he is with all these intellectuals. And 
he is declaring and proclaiming something he knows that is foreign to them. In fact, two things. One thing is that God made the world. The world hadn't always been. And the other thing, that God sent his son Jesus into this world and Jesus died for our sins. Now, I've heard Paul criticized because they say when Paul was at Athens, uh, he used a more intellectual approach. So when he went to Corinth, uh, he told them that uh, he wasn't coming with flowery speech or, or words uh, to sway their mind, but he was in, there in the power of the Spirit. <clears throat> but I really don't agree with that, even though I may not be the scholar that some people are. I believe these verses tell me that Paul was talking about Jesus being crucified when he talked to the Jews before he was asked to go to, the, to Mars Hill. Uh, he was talking about Jesus' death and resurrection. Uh, I believe that he continued to do that. We don't have his whole sermon recorded. Uh, maybe when we get to heaven, uh, God will let us see all of Paul's sermon. But I believe that Paul stood for the truth wherever he was. And I think that's what's incorporated in these words where it says, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. Uh, so he, I believe he was doing that the whole time. And, and when he talked about Jesus and the resurrection. Now, there were those that believed in the, the spirit going on, but they didn't believe in, in a dead body being raised. Uh, and so when, when Paul talked about this, uh, the Epicureans, I believe it is, would not accept that a dead body could be raised back to life. They believed in a, a, a spirit going on, and there are people like that today when you talk about the resurrection of Jesus. They want to say, well, yeah, he was resurrected. Uh, they want it to be a spiritual thing. Uh, they're not too concerned about the body, uh, that his body was actually raised back to life. Uh, but the Bible tells us that he was bodily raised. It wasn't just a spirit that came back from the grave. Uh, we believe in a bodily resurrection. We believe that his resurrection is as it's going to be for us one day. If we die, we believe that the Lord is going to bring our bodies back. And he is going to glorify or he is going to make uh, so that our bodies will not die. They will be a body that cannot be harmed by disease or death anymore, a glorified body is as it is called. So Paul is talking to these people and they say, we would like for you to come up and talk to us up in on Mars Hill uh, in the Areopagus. Uh, and so this was a place where they would not be interrupted and just be the intellectuals. They could listen to what Paul said. Uh, Paul talked to them about uh, some of their people that had had some things to say. Uh, in 29, for as much then, uh, well, in 28, uh, 
it says, he said to them, uh, in him we live and move and have our being as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. So he's talking about one of their writers, uh, one of their famed writers in that area that said this. And uh, as he spoke this, uh, he is talking about a man, and I'm looking for his name, I wrote it down, uh, Ep Epimendes. Uh, and that is who said that. Uh, so then another guy that he quoted uh, where he said uh, that we are his, his offspring came from a poet named uh, Eratus uh, who was from the same area where Paul went to school. Uh, Paul went for higher education uh, and so he could call on his education to talk about these things. So when he's talking to them, he's, he's lacing these things in with what he is saying so that he can get their attention. Uh, but he stays with the scripture that God made everything. Uh, he made all people. We didn't just evolve. Uh, he's the one that has established things as we know them. And, uh, and then he goes on to say uh, that there's coming a time when he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he raised him from the dead. Whoop, put the brakes on. <laughs> Stop right there. We don't believe dead bodies can be raised back to life again. Yeah, the spirit could go on, but not dead bodies raised back to life again. So it looks like he couldn't finish his sermon to me. Because when he gets to this point, it says when they heard of the resurrection of the dead. It looks like there was an outcry at that point. Are you with me? Do you see what it says there? <coughs> Some begin to mock. Uh, when Paul says this, they begin to mock. Uh, how did they mock? Uh, I don't have any idea. Maybe gestures, maybe in words, maybe laughing back and forth with one another. Uh, he believes that uh, dead people can come back to life. Uh, but Paul preached the truth anyway. And I thought, here's a man that did not believe that Jesus came back to life. But Jesus got his attention, didn't he? Jesus knocked him to the ground one day when he was going to Damascus. And Jesus let him know because he didn't know who was talking to him from the sky, but he heard a voice, Who art thou, Lord? Now, it appears, when you study that out, it appears that the people with him heard a voice, but it was unintelligible to them. They couldn't understand what the voice was saying. But Paul could understand what, what was being said to him. 
while the others heard a voice and may have seen a bright light, they didn't hear intelligibly what Paul heard. So he heard the Lord calling to him, saying, it's hard for you, it's hard for you, Paul, to, get, to kick against the goads. Uh, the goads were the sharp points that they used uh, to keep oxen moving forward. And if an oxen kicked against it, it hurt, their, it hurt their legs to discourage them from kicking. So it's hard for you to kick against the goads. So it appears that what happened to Stephen was something that was goading Paul in his heart as he fought against the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was kicking against it, and every time he did, he thought, that man died, that man prayed for me, that man talked to the Lord that he said he saw up at the throne of God, and, and it bothered him until finally Paul had his own personal revelation where Jesus spoke to him. And uh, he said, what will you have me do, Lord? And he was told to go on to Damascus and it would be shown to him what he would, should do. So uh, Paul knew of a time when he would not believe that Jesus was real. So now he's dealing with these intellectuals that were heathen, not, not like he was. He was a Jew. He believed in God, but he didn't believe in Jesus. But Paul became a believer in Jesus by the revelation of Jesus Christ to him. And so Paul presents the gospel. Folks, we have to do that. Whether people receive it, whether people mock, whether people think we're Looney Tunes. I, I was reading that uh, when, uh, when uh, we talk to God, it's called prayer. Uh, but when we say God talks to us, people call it crazy. Right? When we talk to God, it's called prayer. But when we say God talks to us, people call it crazy. They say we're crazy. He thinks God's talking to him. So uh, when we think about uh, this, that God spoke to Paul, that Jesus spoke to Paul, and it changed Paul's life. Paul knew what he heard. He knew he had been stricken with blindness. Three days later, his eyes were opened, weren't they? After he had had a time of fasting and waiting before the Lord. Uh, but Paul was an unbeliever. And folks, we have to tell people the story whether they, whether they believe or not Amen. and depend on God to open their eyes. We cannot open their eyes. We cannot bring them to faith, but we have to be faithful witnesses. Think about it. Stephen was a faithful witness, wasn't he? Even to death, he was a faithful witness. And it brought forth fruit later. Stephen never saw it, but it brought forth fruit later in the life of Paul when God finally saw fit to give him a revelation from heaven, a heavenly vision. That's what Paul called it. He was not disobedient under the heavenly vision. 
when he was speaking to the king, he told him that. So, yes, it'll take a heavenly vision for some of them we're witnessing to to come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Yes, they can resist and they can reject, but it won't be because we gave them a vision or a revelation. It'll be because we were faithful witnesses and God brought a vision or a revelation to them. And so, uh, Paul, as he's speaking to these people, and he knows that there are those that are mocking him, and those that uh, are saying, uh, you know, he's got bats in his belfry, uh, thinking people can raise from the dead. But Paul affirmed the truth of the gospel that Jesus did raise from the dead. And uh, he had a life to prove it, the life that he was living. So uh, they said, we'll hear of you again of this matter. Well, not that we know of. They didn't. This was their opportunity to hear the gospel. Paul was faithful to preach it. But was his preaching all in vain? No, it wasn't. Because there's some people named here. There were some that believed, among the which was Dionysius the Areopagite. He was the guy that that ran this Mars Hill operation. Uh, I looked for it and I didn't find it quick enough to share it with you today, but I read somewhere uh, that there is the name of this man that's on one of the street signs in Athens till today, that uh, he was an Areopagite uh, and he was, became a believer. If I come across that, I'll tell you another time. Uh, but uh, uh, his name is inscribed as being a believer. And Damaris must have been a woman that probably had some means uh, for her to be involved in, in this kind of company. She must have been a woman of some power and some means. So, uh, and the Bible says, and, and here's where I fit in, and others with them. <laughs> Unnamed. <laughs> You know, just part of the group. Well, that's okay. If you're part of the group of believers, it's the group to be in, isn't it? Whether your name is named or not. So Paul was faithful to proclaim the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So that's what the Lord laid on my heart to share with you this morning. Uh, because even though there are those that uh, are living for this time world, uh, they don't have any inclination to look to spiritual things. Uh, they don't have any idea of what is going to happen when they leave this world. We still need to give the witness, folks, and tell them that Jesus died for their sins, and he rose from the grave, and he's alive today, and he's going to judge us one of these days. The Bible says that he will judge the world in righteousness, by that man who he has ordained, and that is Jesus Christ. So we, we, live, we live in the shadow of the cross in our society today. We still have the savor of Christianity being more and more challenged and pushed down and more and more 
people are turning to secularism and trying to blot out uh, religious worship. Uh, and I, I know there are things that we hear that are alarming, but God can help us to be faithful. So let's, let's proclaim the message and let's ourselves keep believing it and living it for the glory of God. Will you stand with me this morning?